right, if I could have everybody take their seats. If there is somebody here that you wish to have met and or regret and did not get a chance to, there'll be time between services. We have a couple announcements before we get started. We have the Joy Potluck today after second service in the gym. That's right, with a special guest speaker, our own home church drummer, Carlos, will be speaking. So come and show your support and bring a dish. I mean, if you're just hearing this now for the first time, the dish might be too late, but show up anyway, it'll be fun. Jane Morrill is hosting a special luncheon for widows on May 28th at 12 p.m. at her house. If you are interested or if you have any questions, you can contact Jane. We have vacation Bible school coming up. Yeah. I do actually appreciate that most of the noise here came from children. Uh, that will be June 8th, 9th, and 10th. Uh, each of those nights, it will run from 6 to 8 p.m., and we need volunteers to show up and be voluntold. So if you are interested in volunteering and being voluntold by Miss Jane, you can contact her on that one as well. We have a home away from home retreat, July 8th, 9th, and 10th. Yeah, so just mark 8th, 9th, and 10th in your calendars, guys. Uh, $280 per room. Adult meals are $72. Child meals are $55. And there are day prices, prices available. Uh, Sign-ups and payments will be uh, handled online. And there will be an email sent out tomorrow with the link. So just contact the church office if you have any questions or if you need any help with signing up. And that's it for our announcements. We're going to jump straight into this thing. Uh, we're going to take a moment to uh, thank everybody who has been faithful in your tithes and offerings. We do give three ways for you to give to the church. You can do it online at our website, in person at the box at the back of the sanctuary, or by mail with, I mean, you guys know how mail works, right? It's not 1820. We've been established into the U.S. Postal Service. So mail it in. You can also do that. And at this time, we're going to uh, enter into our time of singing worship. So if I could have everybody bow their heads for prayer. Father God, we are so thankful for every blessing that we have that allows us to meet here together and sing and praise in your name. We ask that you take these offerings that we give through our singing and through our tithing and offering, that you multiply them and that you use them to move your kingdom forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I poder, poder, sangre que él me dio al poder poder si sí, mi va a poder One more time. 
Sing it out, church. I say, There is Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing And you're desperate for some healing Let me tell you about my Jesus He makes a way where there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can save Let me tell you about my Jesus His love is strong and his grace is free And the good news is I know that he
this morning as our sister prays. Gracious God, we do sing for your goodness. You are good to each and every one of us, Lord, and we love you. Thank you, Lord, for being here this morning. Thank you for the dawning of another beautiful day. Thank you for the privilege of coming to home church to worship the living Christ. Thank you, Lord, for filling our pastor with your Holy Spirit because we know that he is full of your spirit and ready to deliver the message that you have laid on his heart to share with us today. And so we thank you for that. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your love. Now, Lord, come and be with each and every one of us that we might be changed so that we look more like Jesus. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Continue to stand with us, church, as we sing out that chorus one more time. All my life. And 
seated this morning. Thank you. Thank you, worship team. We so appreciate you. Can we give our worship team a hand? Amen. We thank you for all their faithfulness. And thank you so very much. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, welcome to Home Church this morning. We are so glad to have you. Uh, if you're visiting with us or if you're watching with us online, uh, we are pleased uh, to have you here with us this morning. Uh, if you want to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, who brought their Bible this morning? Amen, all right? If you brought your Bible, say amen. amen. If you didn't bring your Bible, uh, don't say amen. It's okay. Amen. Second, Second Corinthians chapter 12, we're going to start in verse 7. We're going to go all the way to uh, verse 12. Let's go ahead and read. It says, at least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations a thorn in the flesh was given to me a messenger of satan to buffet me lest i be exalted above measure concerning this thing i pleaded with the lord three times that it might depart from me and he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am Thank you, brother. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For some people in our congregation, uh, 2022 has been an amazing, phenomenal year. Uh, for others, maybe, uh, 2022 can't get over with quick enough. Um, I don't know which category you fall under, where you're at personally. Um, but I'm sure I'm thankful no matter where you're at or where I'm at. I'm just thankful to be alive and breathing today. Amen. This morning, as we're headed into the summer uh, with excitement um, for what God has, um, we need also to remember the lessons of the past. That God would want us to learn because most importantly, we're always looking towards the future, um, but it's impossible to have the full benefit of the future if we have not learned the lessons that God has intended us for, for us to learn. Can somebody say amen? amen. Um, I want somebody this morning to learn a very valuable lesson with me, um, 
And that is, if you don't learn the lessons of your past, you are bound and will repeat the experience until you learn what God wants you to learn. Uh, the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Corinth, and this is his second letter um, to this jacked up church. There's a jacked up group of people right here. They are messed up people. There's a lot of issues going on in this church. There's drama in the church. You fast forward 2,000 years later, today there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I don't know why I get so surprised when people mess up make mistakes, um, I realized, uh, I have to remind myself, the church is a hospital with very imperfect people, amen. amen, for sick people, it's not a social club for all the people who got it together, it's not a, it's not a place where uh, those who only walk on water are welcome, <laughs> thank you, I, right, I mean, uh, it's not a place where all those who uh, cross their I and dot their T's. <laughs> the imperfect people. You know what I'm saying? Had some weird looks out there like, did he say that wrong or was that right? <laughs> the imperfect people. Actually, if I'm honest this morning, we're at a church where the leader of the church without God is also jacked up. Yeah. Don't say amen too loud, Bill. <laughs> I'm being honest. Uh, but Paul speaks to this church trying to straighten them out, and one of the things he says to them that I find amazing in the book of 2 Corinthians, and I've read the scripture a bazillion, no, not a bazillion times, I've read this a lot of times, and, uh, but this speaks to me in a different way. Paul wants to talk to them from his own experience, his own experience right here that I know are for us today. Number one, Paul, I believe, is saying right here, number one, my point number one, Learn to recognize the greater purpose in the problem. You hear me? Learn to recognize the greater purpose in the problem. Verse 7, he says, And least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. The Apostle Paul is saying and recognizing that God has supernaturally given him insight and revelation. God anointed Paul. Paul wrote most of the uh, New Testament, and he's saying, unless I get arrogant, unless my head gets real big, and I'm all about myself, God's given me this insight, but also with this insight, with this gift that God has given me, he said, there is also a thorn in my flesh. God has blessed many of us in this place um, with, with revelation. There are some of you here this morning who are very, in, God's given you wisdom. There's people here, God's given you a career. There's people here, God has given you uh, retirement, an abundance of something God has blessed you, and it's important to recognize that he says, the thorn in the flesh was given to me. It was something that God permitted. God didn't create the thorn in the flesh, but God permitted and allowed this thorn to be in Paul's flesh. Are you following me, church? You see, the problem with today, a lot of people think when they go to church or if they go to church or if they give their life to Jesus, that life's going to be perfect. There's not going to be no issues, but that couldn't be further from the truth because many of us today don't have a thorn in the flesh. We have thorns in the flesh. And Paul says the thorn, his thorn was a messenger of Satan. Um, it's been said that Paul, many say that Paul wasn't, um, wasn't married. And then I was reading an article where there was an argument on the other side that said he had to be married because he had a thorn in his flesh. <laughs> but, I'm, but again, we know, you know, uh, that, was, that was just a joke, folks. <laughs> Amen. There's a reason why God allows thorns in our flesh. They're there 
to keep us from getting exalted. If I'm honest this morning, sometimes I've only ever wanted to come to church when life is not what I want it to be. And sometimes we only come to church when things in our life don't seem to be going right, or we're only on our knees praying when life seems to take us by surprise. And the Apostle Paul is saying right here, he needs to be kept humble. He says in verse 8, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Three times, he said, I asked God to take this thorn in the flesh out. What is that thing in your life that you're asking God to take out and it's not happening? I'm not saying it can't happen, but what is that thing in your life that you're asking God to remove and he has not done it? Paul says, I asked three times. Matter of fact, it seems like each year that goes by, it seems to be getting worse and worse. My assignment this morning is to tell you that there is a greater purpose in the problem. There's a purpose in the problem that you have that is greater than the problem. I'm going to say that again. There's a purpose in the problem, and the purpose is greater than the problem. And here's the thing. God could remove it at any moment. But how many of you know God has the power to do anything, right? He has the power to do anything. But Paul said right here, this is very, very important. Paul said he learned. He learned that God left it there. Least I be exalted above measure. Paul said, God kept it there because if I didn't have anything to keep me humble, to keep me seeking him, to keep me on my knees praying, he's saying I wouldn't depend on God. God kept it there so we can recognize that we need God every day. We need God every moment of our lives. We need him. We need him in our life to open up doors. We need to be able to cast our cares upon him. I need him every day. I need him. Church, I have my own thorns in the flesh. You might be wondering what they are. It's none of nobody's business. And vice versa. I have some stuff that keeps me crying out to God. Reminds me that I'm not all that. Because how many of you know the devil likes to whisper in your ear and say, you're all that in a bag of chips? He likes to, you know, but, but then you realize, I realize that my, my bag of chips is more full of air than chips. <laughs> God sends me a reminder. Verse number nine, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Point number two, we have to learn to celebrate, not complain. I knew I wasn't going to get an amen there, but that's okay. We need to learn to celebrate, not complain. This is for me. We need to stop complaining about our problems, complaining about our children, complaining about our spouse, complaining about our job, complaining about this, complaining about that. The Apostle Paul says, God responded to him. He says, I know you asked me three times, Paul. You asked me to remove this thing, but my, my grace is sufficient. Celebrate, celebrate the fact that God has given you grace to deal with whatever has happened in your life. Whatever is happening in your life, he gives you grace. Grace, like Pastor Todd would say, grace is getting what you need, not what you deserve. Grace, grace. Is God giving you the power and the ability and the desire 
when you've been given grace to do the right thing. Grace. But I like how he says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. I gave you grace, and when I give you grace, I'm giving you strength to help you through what it is you need help with. Anybody here ever feel weak? Like you can't go on another day? You, 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 your life, everything around you just feels like it's falling. You're weak. Paul here is dealing with this. But what's crazy is Paul saying, when I'm the weakest, when I have this working in my life, I'm actually the strongest. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities. Therefore, since I have this grace, therefore, my strength is perfected in my, what's that word? Weakness. Therefore, I'm going to what? Boast? I'm going to boast in my infirmities. Here's what he's saying. When weakness is knocking at your door, trying to get your strength, and you feel like you can't take anymore, instead of getting upset, lift your hands and give God praise. Yes, I'm going to boast in my weakness because his grace, his strength will manifest in my life. When I learn to take my hands off it and say, okay, God, I can't do it on my own strength. Because when I try to do it my own, I end up deeper into the mess. When we learn to take our hands off and say, okay, his strength is made perfect. I'm going to boast because when I'm weak and I realize how weak I am without Christ, then his power will come upon me. Verse 10, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am My last point, not only does he celebrate, boast, he takes pleasure in challenges. Number three, learn to take pleasure in life's pain. I knew I wasn't, I, I knew I wasn't going to aim in there either. infirmities. There's sickness and infirmities. There's no strength. Reproaches means I'm assaulted. I'm injured. Needs. He says he has needs means I'm constrained with what I can do because I don't have any resources. Persecutions. Paul's dealing with persecutions. That means I'm being pursued by the devil. Distresses means I'm in a narrow place. You remember when Jonah was in distress, he was in the belly of a well. He, here Paul is in a, is in a he's, he's, he's restricted, he's in a narrow place. All five of these areas, he says, I take pleasure in. Either Paul was so close to God or he was on some drugs. Because I don't know who takes pleasure in all this stuff. He says, because when I'm weak, then I'm strong. I want to talk to you lastly about a pearl as I close. I read this article that I believe went so perfectly with what Paul is saying here. Pearls are rare um, none are alike. 
They come from an oyster. Who likes oysters? Okay, oysters. They come from an oyster. Some of the ladies are like, no, I don't like oysters, but do you like pearls? They, they come from an oyster. Listen, it is the result of a process that goes on inside of an oyster. Here's what happens. A foreign substance goes into the oyster, and actually it's created by the oyster being bruised or hurt or attacked. And something happens when the foreign object goes into the interior of the oyster And it gets surrounded by a silky substance called nacre. Inside the oyster, the nacre surrounds and encircles the irritating substance. And in the process of time, it keeps surrounding and surrounding and developing the irritant until it's transformed into a pearl. The nacre originates based on external injuries that damage the oyster. Here's what I'm trying to say. There's been some external situations, circumstances that have created pain on the inside of many of us. But if you can just be like the oyster and take that and put the grace and the trust of God around it and surround it, it will transform the irritation into a pearl which is of great price, which is of you. The article also said they kept many oysters many oysters in a perfect place where they never got damaged, they never got hurt. They were protected and each and every one of them never had a a pearl. This morning, his grace is, is sufficient for us. This morning, we're going to give you the opportunity to receive communion or come for healing prayer. But before we do that, we're going to pray because we don't want to receive communion without asking Jesus into our heart this morning. If you're not right with God, if he hasn't forgiven you of your sins. And so I'd like every head bowed and every eye closed. And in just a moment, I want to encourage you to come and to receive communion with your family, with your spouse, with your grandma or grandpa. But before we do that, we want to make sure our heart is right with God. So this morning, with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, That's you this morning. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Dear Father God, come into my heart and forgive me of my sin. I am sorry for what I have done. I pray you create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me and you rose on the third day and you're coming back for your bride. And Father, I pray right now that you would help me this day forward to keep my eyes on you on eternity. Thank you, God, for the salvation you give that you bring. Thank you for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen.
If I could have uh, Barb and Jeannie, if you guys could come up, please. They'll be uh, receiving communion with whoever wants to go and receive communion this morning with them. And I'll be over here on this side. If you'd like to stay in your pew and pray, please do. Pray for those who you know who aren't here this morning, those who should be here with you who aren't here. Believe God this morning. Amen. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Something beautiful, <coughs> something good, and all my confusion, he understood.
remain seated as we sing that chorus one more time. And something beautiful, something good, and all my confusion, he understood, and all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he Stand with me, church, in this place as we dismiss this morning. At least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me and he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness therefore most gladly I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me therefore I take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches in needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a greater purpose in your problem this morning. Remember that. And what's amazing too, even if worst case scenario we didn't have this strength that Christ is talking about. At the end of the day, eternity, we're making heaven our home. It's a win-win situation for us. So just remember, whether you like oysters or not, <laughs> remember the oyster. Remember the pearl. And remember at the end of the situation, at the end of life, when you're opened up, there's going to be a beautiful pearl inside of you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do me a favor. Remember, we also have a very uh, special guest speaker this afternoon at Joy Potluck if you want to come. Amen. Uh, if not, it's okay. He would probably not rather have you there anyways. He's uh, very nervous, but pray for him. And I'm so proud of him. I'm so excited. Be blessed this Sunday. Be blessed this week. I'm excited for Elevate. Uh, Matt and Amanda are taking our teens. Amen? Amen. It's going to be an amazing time. Elevate is just, it's a life game. It's a life changer for many teenagers. And so we're so excited. Uh, so pray for our teenagers this week. Pray for each other. If you need anything, let us know. Again, if you're visiting with us, thank you for being here. Uh, we so appreciate it. Let's bow our heads as we dismiss. Uh, if I could please have my brother, uh, Mike Machozik. Please come and dismiss us in prayer this morning. Amen. Father, we come before you. And we just thank you for who you are. We can't, we can't even describe it, Lord. Your love, your grace, your mercy, your patience, all that, Lord, uh, to be with us. And Father, as uh, pastor's talking about this message of, of being an oyster, I'm thinking of our, each of us have our own story, our own testimony. And that testimony is what Paul spoke of so many times. That testimony of who you are, what you do in our lives. And Father, help us to speak freely about that. Just share that with others. Um, don't hide the irritation. Don't hide the hurts, whatever it is. Because that's what God is working on to bring us to him. And we just thank you for those things, Lord. We thank you for your grace that draws us to you.
And we just praise you and ask that your spirit would be with us. Well, we know that he is, that we would recognize that spirit with us as we go through this coming week, Lord. And we give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Be blessed this morning. Thank you.